welcome to Behind the Sofa. Hello and welcome to Behind the Sofa, we review the top 100 horror movies of all time. My name's Ollie. And I'm Kirsty. Um, is this the first found footage one we've done? I think so. We have got a few more coming up, I think. I was going to say, I feel like uh, this is uh, this is virgin ground. This is something we've not done before. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll let people know what we're uh, actually talking about if you haven't guessed from the title already, and then I'm going to give you a little hot take just hot before take. we even start. I'll, is it scorching hot to warm mm. us up on this cold winter day? No, not no? really. Okay. I, it, it, if you don't, why, if you don't, why if label you don't, it hot take then? If you don't come to the exact, because I wanted to jump in first and see whether you agree, <laughs> which I know that you totally will. So um, I I, I'm almost certain we've got the same thing written down already. Yeah, exactly. Three, so, two, no, no, one. No, 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 no. <laughs> come on now. I've been waiting. I've been waiting to to get in this get this in first. So, okay. So this week is number sixty three on our top one hundred horror movies in history. It is Late Mungo, which came out in two thousand and eight and was directed by Joel Anderson. Excuse me, I'm trying to say that all in one breath. Um, so my hot take basically is that uh, we just watched the longest Twin Peaks themed episode of Unsolved Mysteries that has ever oh, been made. What? We can have bingo. I've, li- <laughs> I've literally written down. Here's what I've, the, the second thing I've written down. The first, the first thing I wrote down was first found footage question mark. Uh-huh. The second thing I've written down is. Like watching an episode of Unsolved Mysteries. And the third thing I've written down is Twin Peaks. Palmer, body in the water, handycam, footage, freeze frame, flashing lights. Yeah, I literally wrote, before we've even started watching, the character's surname is Palmer. She died in mysterious circumstances, found in slash near a body of water. Is this Twin Peaks inspired? We don't know whether uh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, though, like when I've been reading it, like obviously the reviewers and like movie fans and stuff have kind of made that connection. But there isn't actually anything, you know, sort of like official that came out saying, you know, like this is where they got the inspiration from. Um, but from what I can see, Joel Anderson was, this was his first full length um, feature film. They were doing it because. Um, they needed they didn't have enough money to do like the the bigger thing that they wanted to do and from what i can see they haven't actually sort of gone on to do that yet but they wanted to do this one which is you know like super low budget they um got actors who were not very well known at all which also works with you know in the same kind of way as uh blair witch project did where they just they didn't pick them for the names they picked them because you know, they, they would work for scale and yeah. they weren't well known, which leans more into it being, you know, like, could this be a true story? Um, and yeah, I mean, like we said with many of the uh, the movies on this list, it wasn't exactly what I expected, which I'm kind of glad about in this instance, I think. Yeah. Um, first, let's get this out of the way. Mm-hmm. Twin Peaks, all over the shop. Yeah. It's, it's, it's in so many different aspects of it <laughs> i could just give you a rundown like i said we've got mysterious girl found dead body of water she Check. has secrets she has secrets she has a secret diary that's hidden in her room somewhere no, then we see some camera footage of sexy someone, secrets well also i was going to say oh yeah well there is that flesh world <laughs> immediately made me think of um i feel like we do, do we want to give spoilers for twin peaks 
I feel like yeah. not enough people have seen Twin Peaks still. Okay, the, so the amount of people, I, I'm amazed. Mm. I'm amazed the amount of people that have still not seen it. So I'm not going to go crazy spoiler. But you should totally go and watch Twin Peaks. Yeah, definitely. Great. But um, but yeah, the, uh, there's just stuff all over the shop. Mm. It's it's all, It's definitely in there. Um, they've even got like a Dr. Jacoby sort of yeah. charlatan character yeah. in there as well. So I think I think it's pretty safe to assume that uh, there was that, some inspiration. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, even like the first line that you hear over like recorded audio and stuff is something <laughs> bad is going to happen to me, which is such huge foreshadowing. It's very Laura Palmer. It's mm. very. She was like something bad is going to happen to me. Um, I don't know what it is yet, but I know it's coming. It's like it's running right right at me kind of thing which is very very creepy and then is also additionally foreshadowing for like what does actually happen to um alice in this film so it does also just could just be a line lifted straight from firewalk with me as well or from laura's laura's uh, diary yeah but we're not talking about twin peaks no Although we have talked about it for the first four minutes. Of yeah, this so I think I think that's probably it. We'll probably end up mentioning it anyway. But like, if you if you haven't seen it, there's obviously going to be huge, huge spoilers um, for Lake Mungo. But if you go to um, tinyurlcom watch Lake Mungo, you can watch the trailer and the whole film on our website. As someone very helpfully has put up the uh, put up the whole movie on YouTube. So um, get on there and get watching. Um, it's definitely worth a watch. This is before we start doing our final reviews because we've think, been going for five minutes already. I, I think, like I said, we're leaving Twin Peaks behind, but I don't mm. think it can be overstated how kind of timely and relevant the movie is at the moment, mm. considering this big boom of things like Unsolved Mysteries mm-hmm. and I, I've even written down things like YouTube, like Nuke's Top 5. Yeah. Like, I was like, loads of it. <laughs> I was like, did you see it? There was loads did of you stuff. See that? Did you see There was loads of did you see it's in there. Uh. Like, did you see it? Um, there was a lot of that in there. I, I really liked the way that, um, that they got me looking for clues in the footage. Yes. Which is something I really enjoy. But um, there were bits that you missed, right? Because, like, at the end, uh, over the end credits, there's these photos that we have been shown and, uh, uh, you know, all the way through. And then there's extra Yeah, I was going to say, well, I think, I think they, re- they re-show you photos during the movie mm. and they point something out. They're like, oh, well, you thought this was the ghost, but in fact, this is the ghost. And there's, th- there's lots of things like that in there. At the end, the end credits are really good i think we'll come on to that later yeah, on yeah, but yeah. the stuff that they put over the end credits has a whole other little twist on it yeah um so so basically to give you like a tiny little rundown like like we were saying you know like you i'm sure that you would have been watching it or hopefully you would have paused earlier on when i said to go to tinyurl.com slash watch lake mungo um but yeah basically as we said last week it's a story of a girl it's kind of like a, a docudrama like you know found footage mystery type thing and it focuses on a fa- on the palmer family who are dealing with the loss of their like 15 year old daughter named alice mm. but um yeah like there's like four members of the family that we mainly see so there's matt the brother russell the dad june the mum uh and then alice who we learn more about through like video family video footage which always seems to be, I mean, I don't know, we haven't, I haven't had a lot of video 
you know family videos and stuff of like events and things but in movies people just seem to sort of prance around in front of the camera and pose and i'm like is that what people point, do in real life point a camera at me that's all i'm doing <laughs> all i'm doing is prancing prancing <laughs> dancing i'm gonna put this to the test and then put it up on youtube so <laughs> watch out for that link yeah no one wants that um but, yeah it's um for me this movie has got not a lot to it I've got to say, I enjoyed it, but I feel like the reason when when we were doing our list, like mm. when we were doing looking at the list of the time at the time out top one hundred horror movies of all time, mm. um, this is one that uh, this was one of the first ones, maybe session nine as mm. well. Well, this was one of the first ones where I was like, I don't think I've ever heard of that movie before. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there's loads of things like. Um, the vampire movies and like black like black sabbath and things like that it's like i'd Old heard ones. of them i just hadn't seen them yeah but this is like modern and i was like why have i not heard of this movie mm. i feel like the 2008 is like slap bang in the middle of my most prolific dvd blu-ray buying period yeah so i'm like really surprised that i'd never heard of it mm. um i think the reason i'd never heard of it and that it doesn't quite live up to um, some of those movies you were talking about before, like Blair Witch, mm. which you know could could easily be kind of like a companion piece for it, yeah, is because it doesn't have a big shocking moment in it. Yeah, it has lots of creepy, unsettling moments in it. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, the reveal that um, is it? What's the guy's name? Is it Tove? What's the guy's name? Tovey. The one, the, the one who oh, lives next door. Tui. Tui. The Tui's, yeah. The Tui's who live next door. Blech. So they're showing you this footage that they've kind of shown you a couple times already and they're saying, oh, look, did you see? It's the girl. She's a ghost. Look at her in the background. And then after the kid, like her little brother, or big brother, I think, mm. kind of fesses up and is like, mm, actually, that was me. I kind of faked that in order to get my mum to move on yeah. and not think that 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 she's still alive. Mm. Um they show you like the footage again and they're like oh did you see it and they're like nukes top five like mm-hmm. they, they zoom in on this this guy kind of like crouched down in her bedroom that you hadn't seen before because they'd been distracting you with the big flashy oh look there's a ghost walking down the hallway so i thought that was really really well done it's like the more uh, the actually the more unsettling thing about it is that there is this intruder in the house because like i said before home invasion creepy as hell and when you find out what the reason is yeah. for him like uh being in their house it is like super super creepy but like i said it's this movie has not got that um spoilers for blair witch <laughs> um it's not got that um like show not showdown what would you call it that like finale mm. in the blair witch house where they go in and they see him in the corner it's not even got the paranormal activity kind of like spoilers for paranormal activity <laughs> it's it's not even got um that you know getting dragged out of bed and then getting thrown through the door it's not got that kind of like boom got ya kind of moment in it yeah um and when you're when you when something's kind of like framed as like a documentary or uh you know like i said like a found footage you're expecting a conclusion you're, you're yeah kind yeah, of and yeah. it does it does have a conclusion actually no it doesn't really mm. when you because when we get to, to talking what happens over the credits mm. if anything it's kind of like an anti-conclusion yeah. like there's yeah um well i mean the the thing that got me about it was you know like i was waiting for like you said you know waiting for it to be like a paranormal activity where like 
creepy stuff starts escalating and all these sorts of things um but it's the same as you know uh, spoilers for the babadook <laughs> um, <laughs> we've done that we've done that already we don't need a spoiler one for that's very true um it's you know the the underlying like motif of dealing with grief and how you deal with it and stuff and so you've got like the mum who is convinced that she's still alive the dad who just goes about business as usual and that's how he's dealing with it because he's a big old aussie bloke um the brother who is um faking it uh like faking these videos and stuff so that um he can uh get her get his sister's body exhumed so that they can do a dna test and find out whether it is actually her because he can't deal with the fact that she is actually dead Mm. um and that leads to a whole bunch of other things that then leads to like them discovering the uh like the relationship that they had you know like where um alice was having sex with the couple next door at like age 15 and you know didn't seem to be 100 percent consensual and mm. uh was not very um not very <laughs> pleasant to uh to see but then it's 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 trying to decide whether like the documentary was based on like the creepy stuff that was happening sounds from the roof and from the window which we can like kind of ascertain was probably the twoies or the brother trying to make it seem that shit was actually happening and then they kind of blow it all off um you know the the psychic guy that they get coming in or whatever you know he doesn't find anything but then it turns out that he had like a secret um you know connection to alice because she'd been speaking to him before um so it, it was kind of trying to decide which way it was going and then kind of flipped all the way back round to there is actually a ghost. Yeah. Um, I, di- I was going to say, I didn't like how, uh, because it's a documentary, they literally announce their opinions to you. Yeah. And they kind of like inform your opinions by what they're saying as well. They're like, yeah. well, it was a ghost. And you're like, okay, well, I guess it was a ghost then because all I've got to go on is their word because this is not something that is literally happening to me. Mm-hmm. So that I don't really like. It's kind of like, um, like I said, they they're forcing their opinion on you. And you just kind of have to ride along with it. Mm. Whereas in something like Twin Peaks, in something like... Mm, I'm trying to think of another example. <laughs> uh, well, like the Babadook, where it's kind of like, there's a million ways you can take it. Yeah. You know, it's allegory or it's, you know, metaphor or it's something, it's a real ghost and that's what happened. Yeah. It's, you know, the the depression of the mum. It's all these different things. Mm. But like I said, I, I don't like the because it's presented as real life because it's presented as it's a it's a documentary it's kind of like put to you in a format which you're supposed to trust yeah um i don't like that they literally just like well here's my opinion and uh this is what you're gonna have to get from it, it kind of like strips out any of the mystery to it mm-hmm. um one it thing was... that one thing that has just occurred to me we were talking about well i was talking about how it didn't have that like big like gotcha moment mm. i think the gotcha moment in it was supposed to be when they go out to lake mungo yeah and you see and she sees her own ghost yeah but for me <sighs> that was literally right like we've seen a few people that have been like you know that was a uh, like a seriously unnerving like jump scare it is literally a blink and you miss it jump scare to the point where i blinked and i missed it <laughs> i had to go back on youtube and find a um I think there's a there's a whole channel that's called like Where's the Jump or something yeah, like that, yeah. and it literally just has the jump scare section. Huh. So I had to go back and watch it, and I was like, it is creepy, 
Um, but, but it wasn't enough to make me jump because because the thing is, once it with a jump scare, mm. it has to be one and done and over. Yeah, you can't just be like, oh my god, it's a jump scare. Right now, we're gonna pause the jump scare. We're gonna Re- we're replay gonna, frame by we're gonna, frame. Yeah, we're gonna replay it. We're gonna talk about what it could have been, and you're like, it would have been way more effective if they'd just shown it once and then that had, that was it. You know yeah, what I mean? Whereas it's... like, right now we're gonna have the the spectro spectrometrist to come in and look at it and <laughs> analyse it and I'm like no you're kind of stripping away everything yeah, that's yeah, kind of scary about it because analysing films is a really shitty thing to be doing isn't it <laughs> curse you um, well, um, okay, so, it's different when we do it yeah. <laughs> there was um, there were certain sections that I was waiting for more to come out of it like did the did the bruises on the brother get explained or was it just this is just an well, example th- of some of the weird things that have been happening. Are we meant to think that it was him causing yeah, his own say, bruises? I would have said it was him. Yeah, because that didn't really go anywhere. Then there was the other bit where, like, I was kind of... When I'm writing notes, I'm, like, jotting down everything that I kind of want to remember and, like, the, the order of things and how it goes and stuff that I've noticed that I wondered if it was going to go somewhere. And one of the other things was... Um, that uh russell the dad when he was talking about like exhuming the body and getting the dna test and everything done he said you know like i've i saw her body um but it was badly decomposed where they sort of cut to this shot of her where she's like gray and white uh suddenly not um unsolved mysteries because they're quite they're quite you know like careful with that but he actually said something along the lines of like he didn't. He didn't care if it was another person's kid. If it meant that his daughter was alive, which I'm sure that there's parents out there and people out there that can totally relate to that. It is a horrible thing to say, but there's a lot of people that I'm sure would would have that wish. And to me, when I heard him say that, it sounded almost like a like trying to make a deal, yeah. like a like an unholy deal. And I wondered whether like she was just going to suddenly reappear because we had seen what we thought was her wandering around the house and stuff and you know i thought maybe it was going to be like some like eldritch god was listening and decided to be like oh okay um so here's your daughter you know and she's mangled as hell and that's what i thought again was her you know like when she was wandering around at lake mungo and she like saw her own body um the burying of the things yeah again the, the another, phone and the yeah the phone and the jewelry and stuff was like they said it was kind of ritualistic it was again twin peaksy with yeah. the broken heart necklace and stuff but um i honestly thought i think i wrote it down that i thought that it was going to be like um like a baby that she'd Ooh. gotten pregnant yeah my my mind went dark but you know i think it was from watching hagazusa which is uh, yeah, yeah. dark as hell oh we um, never spoke about that we haven't yeah um <clears throat> but um yeah, I, I honestly thought maybe it was going to go that way, that there was going to be, that was going to be the story and everything. But um, I don't know, this family seems to kind of forgive a lot of things. And I wonder whether that is like part of their grief. They're just sort of trying to get through it. One Talking of one thing you were, where you were like, oh, there was lots of different bits that you felt didn't really go anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was one bit, they kept on showing photos. Like I said, the one part I really enjoyed about this movie was like how it made me made me feel like the big man detective mm-hmm. and i was like trying mm-hmm. to look at for different clues in the photo and in the footage and all this kind of stuff they kept on showing these photos of the mum and the daughter 
and they kept on showing the mum like looking at the daughter really real we- serious yeah like, real yeah. like she was messing around with her brother yep I wrote that down. And yeah. I was like, oh, is there going to be some kind of brother incesty thing going on? And then the mum's like, God. kind of like keeping an eye on it. Um, so I thought that was going to be one thing. But that also never came to any. I think my problem with this movie is there's a lot of great ideas in it, but they get repeated a lot. Yeah. Like there was, how many times did we see almost shot for shot remake of a shot that had been in it previously where it was like, Oh look, there she is in the background. There she is in the background. There but she is again, in the background. But again, that is very unsolved mysteries, mystery docudrama kind of thing, yeah. isn't it? They kind of reuse stock footage, or they reuse. Well, not even. I'm not even li- talking about this. to death. Don't I'm they? not even talking about like how they would show the the same piece of footage more than once. I'm talking about like how all of the separate pieces of footage were all just basically a variation on the same theme. Yeah. Whereas, like, if you're trying to pretend, you know, before we get the reveal that oh, the brother has faked a lot of these images, at least make the images, like, kind of different. Yeah, it's true. But, um, yeah, then we had, like, uh, Ray, who is the uh, Ray Kimini, um, who is the psychic guy. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so not only, like, you know, he came to sort of give, uh, to give some peace to the mom and they did a session tape and everything else, but then... He didn't point out the fact that, like, he had had sessions with Alice, which could have, like, you know, given them a bit more information about, like, what was going on with her. Um, but then after they were, like, um, oh, uh, Matthew faked all of the photos and faked all the video footage and, you know, all of this kind of stuff. Um, and finding out that, like, Ray didn't tell them that he had uh, had, you know, like, previous... Um, consultations with Alice um, he then uh, they, they completely forgave him for that and then they allowed their son to just go out on consultations with this guy that they barely well, know didn't, didn't that happen afterwards though yeah. I thought they'd forgiven him I thought they'd, they, they he was going out on consultations and then they found uh, out that they'd yes, been hanging they out did, yeah. but anyway yep, yep, yep. I, I just I don't know but then why did they continue recording after they knew Matthew had faked it? They were still holding on to that hope that something would show up with Matthew away from the house and they had the time-lapse footage, which is explains why when they have um, shots of the outside of the house, it's flashing a lot and like the clouds are moving across the sky and everything because they've made it that everything is time-lapsed. Yeah. So everything going on outside the house and inside the house is, is being recorded on like time-lapse cameras yeah so i was like okay because i didn't i didn't get the time lapse thing apart from it being you know time moves weird when you're grieving i guess maybe i don't know i think it was just like a this is what they would do in a documentary yeah that's all i took from it um i don't know i just feel like there's not loads to say about this movie yeah it was pretty bog standard it was good don't get me wrong Mm. i did quite enjoy it but i just feel like there's I could think of 15 movies that I would rather have on this list already. Okay. Um, I didn't like a lot of, a lot of, like I said, a lot of the kind of documentary conventions that they put into it. I didn't like, like I said, the announcing to the camera your feelings and your opinions. That didn't really do it for me. Okay. I did find some of the images in it quite creepy. Like I said, especially the the twoies and I feel like that was also another thing which didn't get explored enough. They were all. just like, oh yeah, they moved away and we can't find them anymore. I'm like, okay, 
Yeah, and that that was it. That was yeah. that was the whole thing. Uh, it's very haunting of Hill House with like the little things that you sort of spot in the background. But like we've said on on millions of times before, if you're watching something that is a uh, it's a horror movie and the thing that you're focusing on, like or that they're attempting to get you to focus on, in this point, it was the family doing the seance in the house. And if what they're doing is slightly off center. I am yeah. constantly watching the background and the yeah, off to just, the left of the screen. That's just horror 101. Like it's nowadays, I feel like anytime yeah. there's a bathroom cabinet getting closed, I'm always like, there's going to be something in there. Okay. You know what I mean? I think, but I don't know. I just don't really know what else to say about it. I think okay. they took big chunks of Twin Peaks. They put it together in quite a fun little like twist on the format by having it shot as a documentary, which I think works for some aspects and didn't do it any favours in other aspects. Okay. I don't think like like it had a good. Um, it didn't have that one tentpole scare. It didn't have a big jump in it anywhere. Mm. Um, the one thing I did like was at the end when they feel like they had kind of like come to terms with it, and it's like, and they discovered everything, and oh yeah, look, she saw. Here's the footage of her seeing her own ghost, and now we're going to move on with our lives. The one thing I did like is that they showed then footage and photos after they'd moved out of the house of her. And of her but they just seemed to be paying her no mind and no attention because yeah. i was like they've moved on but unfortunately she can't move on no, because she still there. has like unfinished business yeah. and she's just kind of like always there in the background of photos i thought that was cool that was maybe my favorite part of the whole movie well that was the bit where you've got like alice and june the mum who are like having their consultations with ray at the same time and talking about stuff and alice was talking about her dream where she was um, standing at the foot of her mum and mum and dad's bed, and she was wet and cold and felt like she'd been drugged and all of those things. Then there was the other one where she said, "You know, like I've gone into my mum's room, um, uh, or gone into my room, and uh, my mum is leaving." And all of this stuff that she said about like what's happened in her dreams all ended up sort of coming true. Um, so she was having like premonitions yeah. of like what was going on. She couldn't make sense of it, but then it's played over the top of them like packing up their house and decided to move on with their lives and just leave her basically like floating around the house. The other thing that I thought was possibly going to be a thing was that when we found out that like Ray had um, spoken to Alice before um, and that we had uh, Alice and June and as part of his process with um like bringing them into that state he was asking them each time to walk through the house and describe where everything was and how to get to different rooms and that and i was like is he involved with the twoies who have like paid him to like try and get a hold of the videotape that's like in her yeah. in her in her lockbox um and that that wasn't the case but i thought maybe that could have been like a possible a possible thing you know he's like a proper yeah like, like a like a yeah. like not only a scam artist but also yeah a scam artist who's involved with the kind of like grooming and yeah abuse of their daughter yeah i'm glad they didn't go that direction if i'm okay. honest but at the same time I, I like i said i still feel like it needed that extra sting in the tail yeah uh i still feel like then they could have that kind of um her wandering the afterlife unfulfilled and kind of like not being able to move on would have been a really nice bit but i just 
Yeah. I know I just keep harping on about it, but it just needed something. It needed a big scare. Okay. Because it, it didn't have any. I found it interesting. I loved the mystery of it. Yeah. Like, solving the mystery of it, I found quite fun. Mm-hmm. But in terms of, like, horror, mm. eh, not so much. Okay. Um, where I was saying before about how they made the decision to use, like, um, actors that had not really, weren't very well known. Obviously, like you said, it's partly because of the sort of budget restraints that they were dealing with. Um I think it was filmed within five weeks or something like that, which mm. is, is pretty short. Um, the other interesting thing that I thought is, would it would it interest you or make you see it in a different way if you knew that the script had no written dialogue whatsoever? This was all improv by they, the people who were in They it. curb your enthusiasm, did <laughs> Yeah, they did. So it was, a, it was an outline of what they wanted the scene to sort of portray. Yeah. And the point A and point B, but everything else they were left to just... I don't know. Do I, I feel like that would be a pretty standard operating procedure if I was like, right, we're making a fake documentary. And we want it to be as natural as possible. And we want possible. it to be as naturalistic as possible. Yeah. You're None of you are real actors. Mm-hmm. So I, all, all, you know, known actors, yeah. shall I say, rather than not real actors. You're not like well-known actors. Experience. So the, yeah, so I feel like the first yeah. thing I would be like, right, well, let's not have a script. Everyone just improv all your dialogue so that when it comes out of your mouth, it seems like the thing you would actually be saying in the moment. Yeah. I think that's pretty, yeah, I'd say that's a pretty standard move or at least a lot, I would, I would, that's exactly what I... That's exactly what I would have done. Yeah, but, for sure. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, like I said, it's it's one of those films that um, a lot of people think is like underrated, that it doesn't get the recognition that it deserves with it being, I don't know whether they have you know that, that respect for it because of it being um, more of a low budget, um, you know, uh, director kind of um, starting out on his feature film journey kind yeah. of thing. And that in, when you when you kind of give it that pass, it's I think it's good. Mm. I enjoyed it. Um, it. It definitely had some unsettling scenes. Obviously, you know, like underage sex with the older neighbours and stuff is creepy as hell. Um, and uh, you know the the bits that you may not have noticed and all those sorts of things. It's the it's a mixture of a whole bunch of stuff that I really like. So mystery, found footage, um, Twin you know, <laughs> yeah, like creepy shots of things that you may not have noticed in the past and it creeps you out because it was there the whole time and you never noticed it. I, I love all of that. Um, and yet it, it still didn't add up to the yeah, sum of its parts. Yeah, I mean, there were certain parts of it, you know, like where it was um, little story arcs that were within the same story. I feel like there was maybe about like four different sides to the story but it wasn't like um a decent linear kind of like and then we discovered this and then we discovered that and we went down that route it was like then we discovered that our daughter was having sex with the neighbors and uh we just kind of gave up on searching for them they don't seem particularly angry or upset that this happened uh they don't well, seem what, to... what is it? the dad makes some comment he's like if he was around the corner i'd give him a right yeah kick something. up kick up the chairs walls there. I was like is this, sorry is... for any Australian <laughs> listeners <laughs> my really Simpsons love it. dies hard but there you go um, I don't know I, I've not really got much else to say about it it was good I think you've written like one half of a page yeah like I said know. it just didn't really I, th- I did go online and look at like reviews of it afterwards and people were talking about it like it was the fucking <laughs> second coming <laughs> like it was the exorcist part two but not no. the actual exorcist part two no um 
but I don't know. I just thought it was pretty. Maybe at the time, two thousand and eight, pretty yeah. standard. Even in, 2000, yeah. even in two thousand and ten, it got like um, uh, like awards for like best horror and stuff like that, and like the people from well, like bloody. I don't. Disc- I don't think yeah. it's a best horror. No. It's it's more like a supernatural drama. Yeah. It's just that it's. I think. I'm, I'd be interested to see the types of films that were coming out around 2008. I can't... I, I'm terrible with, with years and stuff. I always end up getting them out. But um, I'd be interested to see what kind of horror was coming out well, at that time the, and whether it was just different, I something think it, different. Yeah, I bet it, I'm sure it was all like the torture porny kind of... Ugh. All that kind of stuff at that time. Not a fan. And everyone was like, oh, I could watch Hostel or I could watch something that this doesn't have just a 90 minute runtime with nothing but screaming yeah um <laughs> right so i think i think that did it shit you up i think it did Whoa! I, I, yeah yeah way to bury the lead what what did it shit? so far the way we've been talking about it i thought you're gonna be like nah yeah i it did in a way it, it did in the ways that uh you know like we said that there were people who were like we love the jump scare um, you know we thought that was great and everything else it was just I like an unsettling movie and this was yeah. an unsettling movie those are the things that creep me out people moving in slightly weird ways um, pictures like you said where you have to study them and it's you know like it's the meme isn't it it's like when you see it you'll shit bricks like yeah. you've seen that yeah, like, yeah. I love that stuff so that side of it like it got it, it got to me there are people that I know who I would recommend this to who I think would enjoy it. There are worse films on the list than this one. Um, and I think with it being like a directorial debut and it being like super, super cheap, super, super low budget, filmed in five weeks, I couldn't do any better, but then I'm not a film director. No. I don't know why I said that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, there, there are worse films. Again, every like single I said, I time thought it was, I say, I thought it was a good movie. Yeah. I thought it was a good movie. It just isn't a good horror movie. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I felt quite proud, so I'm going to say it again. I'm going to call it a supernatural drama. <laughs> okay. It's, it's, you know what I mean? It's almost, it doesn't it almost seem like it could be... I'm trying to think. It's like American Beauty, but with fucking ghosts in it. Yeah, it's like it's, paranormal realism. It's like magical, yeah. magical realism. Like real life with creepy shit that happens in the middle of it. So the fact that they were able to like make you feel that it, this was just a regular, a regular family that were dealing with tragedy, and they also had some creepy shit happen as well. Yeah. It's it's a story that we've seen in a lot of other films. That um, this, I think, for you, lacked the punch. Yeah. But then there's other movies where the punch has been in there and it's been too much. The or whole it just has, has lacked substance to yeah, back it up. Yeah, the whole trope of, you know, like, young couple with a baby on the way moves into a house to do it up and creepy shit starts happening. We've seen it. It's happened a lot. Did a, did a voice. I did. I got did, really annoyed at that voice. because It became it was, the character. <laughs> yeah, I got really annoyed at it because, it, yeah, it's, it's, you know... I mean, I want to say it will be, you know, like, something like... Um, uh insidious or you know or something like that like where there it's just jump scare after jump scare after jump scare and this was just like unsettling bubbling under the surface waiting for something to happen but i didn't feel disappointed when like it didn't it rem- happen it reminded me just going back to right to the start mm. it reminded me of that unsolved mystery unsolved mysteries you watched the other day the of the newer bunch mm. the one where it was like the japanese oh, ghost the ghost? after the tsunami yeah. 
Yes. It kind of reminded me of that. I like that. Like, I mean, I didn't like that because it's obviously like horrifically yeah, terrifying, terrible tragedy, and, and, but... and horrifying. Yeah, it was like the Japanese tsunami, and then afterwards, people were saying that they'd seen ghosts, and uh, cab drivers were reporting that they'd had uh, ghosts in the back of their cabs that had just vanished, and none of them seemed to be terrified of it because they have like a said, very they, strong uh, ghost culture over there. Yeah. yeah. But, so, but I like I said, this, it, it, it did, did kind of remind me of that. But yeah. there you go. Did it shit me up? No. Did I enjoy <laughs> it? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've made it seem like I didn't enjoy it, but I true. did. I did quite enjoy it. Um, I don't think it's a movie I'd ever watch again, though. Okay. But would you recommend it to other people? Yeah, I'd say You'd yeah, definitely. I'd be like, yeah, give it a go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like if someone was like, oh, I've got these, you know, I've got nothing to watch. What shall I watch? Is this, this, and this? Oh, I'd be like, oh, Lake Mungo, it's free. Just chuck it on YouTube. Yep. It's good. Yeah. Um, cool. Right. Well, I think, that, <laughs> I think that about wraps it up for Lake Mungo. <laughs> yeah. So thanks so much for listening. If you um, have a. Uh, uh, a thought or a feeling or um, a review of your own for Lake Mungo or any of the movies that we've done so far um, please find us on Facebook and Instagram at Behind the Sofa Podcast um, we usually put trailers up for uh, each movie and if we can find the movie or where you can uh, watch it or download it then we'll put that up there as well uh, along with any decent poster art that we can find so please come along and let us know what you think if you agree disagree or whatever then uh, we'd love to hear from you so cool yeah what's uh, what's coming up next week all right so next week we're going all the way back to 1955 for number 62 this is a movie that i believe you said that you have watched and okay. that i have not it has Robert Mitchum in it. Oh, okay, sweet. <laughs> Night, Night of the Hunter? Yeah, so this is Night of the Hunter. So the tiny blurb about it is, um, a bogus preacher marries an outlaw's gullible widow in search of the man's hidden loot. The widow's children are reluctant to divulge details of their father's money that he'd stolen in a robbery. Now, you'd be forgiven for thinking that this does not sound like a horror movie whatsoever. I tell, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pitch it out there right now. Uh-huh. Maybe, I, eh, maybe I should hold it back. Uh, no, no, I not. think you should do it now. It, it, it's basically 1950s No Country for Old Men. Ooh. Is how I would pitch. If I was like, that's my elevator pitch, I'd be like, it's... Robert Mitchum as the Javier Bardem character. Oh, okay, I'm excited for and now, it. And now you're going to be well underwhelmed to no, be no, like, no, 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 no. no one gets their fucking eye punched out. <laughs> no one gets no, hit by a car. There's no, like, cattle stun gun, air gun yeah. thing. Oh, but, but it's no. that similar sort of obsession character. Yeah. Okay, well, I, I am intrigued because, like, well, not not giving anything away because obviously I don't, I don't want spoilers because I've not seen it. But, um, uh, Roger Ebert, who I generally disagree with um, on his, uh, he, he, me and him, me and him don't have the same kind of taste in films uh, whatsoever. He's he's bad mouthed a lot of my favourites over the years, so I don't really listen to him. Um, but he says that this is like one of the greatest like American films. So I am very very intrigued to see it and uh, learn more about it. And obviously, there's going to be some great fifties poster art. So I'll see what I can dig up and stick on the Instagrams and the Facebooks. Yeah, definitely. Um, what yeah. number is that? Uh, that is sixty-two. So we have got a reshuffle coming up in the next couple of weeks. Just I'm also, before Christmas, I think. I'm also thinking. Oh yeah, we need to. We'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> we'll talk off camera. Um, I also camera. feel like we need. <laughs> A either Ollie and Kirsty choice or a mm. listener choice because I've got one. I've got a hot movie in my back pocket. It's just toasting my buns, and I just can't wait to to watch it. It's wow. a movie I've not seen before. 
You do have it recommended by a friend. I've had it recommended by a lot of people. Okay. And I feel like it's the sort of movie we've not seen in ages. Okay. Well, so don't, I'm don't, really... Don't yeah. put it here. I'm not but gonna. what we'll do is we'll stick it up on Instagram and Facebook. Like we said, uh, come find us at Behind the Sofa Podcast. Um, and we'll stick it up there and we'll give it to a vote. We'll open it to the floor and yeah. see what people think. Um, is it? It's not a Christmas one though, right? No. Okay. Not to my knowledge. Like okay. I said, I've not seen it before, but nothing mm. nothing about what I've heard about it makes you think, that's a, that's a Christmas classic. Festive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we might, uh, depending on how we're feeling, we'll stick that up, we'll see what people think. Um, and we'll maybe ask for your suggestions on... Uh, creepy Christmas movies bearing yeah, in mind we've already done Black Christmas and we've done The Krampus no we, we haven't did, uh, no we? we've done Trick or Treat we did Trick or Treat that's why you're thinking Krampus of course I do love Krampus though yeah Krampus is good yeah. um, but like I said yeah, maybe we'll we'll ask for Christmas horror movie recommendations and we'll do yes. one for a Christmas episode yes cool right okay <laughs> uh, I think that about wraps this up yeah so stay safe out there stay in watch horror movies and we will hopefully be back next week with another episode so, so from behind the sofa good night <laughs>